All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black presents Fanboys. I'm Calvin. The guy over there still holding the microphone <laughs> like the human beatbox is Garland. What's up, Buff? How you doing, Buff Garland? You? Oh, don't call me Buff. At least give me Dougie Fresh. <laughs> Goddamn. At least give me Dougie. <laughs> I, you know, now Dougie is the original, although uh, Fat Boys went to the studio first. Fat Dougie boy. is the original. Right. But right. I do like Buff better. I do well. Rest in rest in peace, Buff and yeah, Prince. If Mark I had my B, stand, actually. I could do the little Buff. Like, <laughs> I, I could, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. I do I like the Fat people. Boys better. I was always, uh, I always lean Fat Boys over Dougie Fresh Ooh. and the Get Fresh crew. I always Damn. lean that they, they had my jail. Oh, you can eat, can eat, oh, can eat. you can eat. <laughs> they, they. They did a uh, wipeout remix with the uh, Beach Boys. Uh, yeah, I, I had they I had, had some hits boys. for a minute. They yeah, were man. they were kind of like yeah, the black version of the Beastie Boys in a sense. Man. You know, they were you know the wild black boys. You know, they had the little you know they were fat. It was a novelty, and um, yeah, yeah, they had they had about they had a good fifteen minutes. They had about three or four songs that was uh, really good, and, and then they, they were just, in. They were in my favorite movie of all time, What's which is Crush Groove. They were they were oh, actually yeah, that's right. they were in Crush. They Groove. were actually they the were stars of Crush Groove. I mean, they it was were. it was centered around, but it was kind of really yeah. around them. And then the other story was, of course, Run DMC. Um, right. But yeah, I, Fat Boys, Fat Boys was my group. I'm still then, trying to figure out why Sheila E was in that movie. She because she was <laughs> when did she, she had to do hip hop. She was Blair Underwoods, who was supposed to be Russell Simmons. I want to shout out to Russell Simmons, but you got a whole lot of shit going on, sir. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it if it that ain't. was a real representation, she was too old yeah. to be with Russell Simmons. Because <laughs> Russell Simmons only liked him at the age of 13. Where's he at right now? Where's Where's Russell Simmons Bally. right now? Yeah, you, you know. So we can well, say that. You You mad. <laughs> You you mad at Kamora and the kids for asking you for money and yeah Kamora was wrong for taking all your stocks but sir why you ain't in the United States well we want to talk about that dude um, because 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 they know anyway what you what you got going on there Garland what's going on with you sir he's over there grooming <laughs> little Bally girls right now and so uh <laughs> man just trying to resist this, uh, saying something about the people that was in the little sub. Uh, Black Twitter just went in this week, and so um, I have to admit, I did giggle a little bit at some of these. I giggled a lot. I giggled yeah, a lot. It was, was kind of funny, but I, I didn't put anything into the mix because, you know, I, I believe in karma. I believe what goes around comes around. So, I, yeah, you know. I'm, I'm I, with you. I might be I'm a millionaire with. one day, and I might want to get in a little sub. So, I'm, I'm with you. And, and as the one thing that um, sometimes to – black people's detriment is no matter what people have done to us we always seem to have this sympathy and 
empathy for them. You know, even sure. if we don't show it outward, we'll sure. kind of fall back and just not say anything. You know what I mean? No matter how <laughs> awful. Right. And sure. and white sure. men have been awful to black True. people, especially True. white millionaires and billionaires. But, True. you know, black Twitter went in, but, and you know, I like to joke and clown, um, but I, I stayed away from that because it, it's it's just a horrible, horrible way to go. Um, now, had they survived, oh, I would have been right along with the masses, and, right. but I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Because somebody said, "How did? Why did they get into one of those Apple pills and think they could go downtown?" Like, yeah, the what? Well, the one that got <laughs> the one that got me was uh, somebody posted on Twitter: "Titanic two, rich white people zero. I was like, right. "Uh oh." <laughs> Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> but I left it alone. Hey, um, by the way, just to let you all know, this is our podcast. We're here for a second week in a row because we took some time off before, but we're here for a second week in a row. And we're also live on YouTube. That's the ATV Presents Fanboys YouTube channel. So if you're with us Subscribe. live, thank you. But you can definitely watch us then. And we're on all of the podcast networks. And this will be a video on Spotify along with the podcast. So we're kind of a big thing. We're kind of a big thing, yeah. Getting bigger, get physically. Well, actually, physically, we're getting smaller, but podcastily, we're getting bigger. I like that word, (laughs) man. We got a lot to talk about today. The NBA boy has been popping the last week. You know, they they're basically taking up all the news, and so we're going to spend a good amount of time on the NBA. We're going to talk a little sports business. Uh, and it's so funny because last week we talked about several things and they actually happened this week. And so uh, they always talking about how the Simpsons, Simpsons be predicting the future. Actually, I think fanboys is predicting the sports future because we be talking about stuff and then it happened. I'm so we were talking a little sports business because we were talking last week about uh, a lot of the Middle Eastern countries are going to start buying into American sports franchises and something happened this week that uh, went along with that. We're going to talk a, a briefly about a little bit of NFL, a former Ravens player is uh, out for the season and we're going to talk a little MLB and then finish up with some come on, yo. And so let's just go ahead and jump back into the NBA. Uh, the 2023 NBA draft was Thursday, and as expected, the Spurs selected Victor Webanyama with the number one pick. Brandon Miller went number two to the Charlotte Hornets and Michael Jordan's last draft as a majority owner. And Scoot Henderson was picked number three by the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, the top five was rounded out with twins uh, Amon and Asor Thompson being selected by the Rockets and the Pistons, respectively. As we discussed last week, four of the top five players selected in this year's draft did not play college basketball, which was the first time this has ever happened in NBA history. And so, uh, Calvin, I know for me, after the uh, fifth pick, did you know any of the players? <laughs> well, for, and you, you, if you remember from my social media post, I didn't even know picks four and five, to be very right. honest. I, right. I, the, the Thompson twins, I know, saying, hold me now on MTV <laughs> back in 83. Hold me now. Whoa. Whoa. So I was, but actually I I did hear about the, (laughs) I did hear about the uh, Thompson twins. My first Mm -hmm. encounter with listening to them, I mean, hearing about them was actually last year um, on ESPN daily. They did a special on them and how they were, they were coming out of um, 
the the league overtime the, uh, elite yeah the overtime mm-hmm. team instead of mm-hmm. um coming from college so i was familiar mm-hmm. with them but yeah um you know and we talked about this before how college basketball the players just aren't as appealing i think um the last time i remember zion williams and his group was probably the last class that i really paid attention to the last draft that group and and he came and they both came out after their freshman year so um it's it's a little more difficult so yeah I, i after that i was just and to be very honest even um the uh second pick who i really thought should have been scoot henderson but even brandon with um alabama i if it wasn't for the tournament this year and alabama being ranked number one so long through the season i probably wouldn't have even known who he was yeah i agree with you you know he had a little issue down in alabama one of his teammates and yeah i forgot about that charge with uh yeah yeah, with the gun charge and everything and um allegedly he he called him to drop off his gun to him and although he has not been charged in anything and i think he's just been exonerated in terms yeah i think they exonerated yeah any uh involvement in the shooting yeah you're right i i really didn't know who brandon miller was but i knew more about Scoot Henderson, of course, we knew everything about Victor uh, Webinyama because that's all they've been talking about for the last two years. And so, again, like we said, kind of a very, very thin draft. Uh, if there's anything that is a draft night uh, fun for me is watching these fits, these outfits. And uh, the boy uh, Grady Dick, he had on the red sequence uh, outfit, a white guy. He he stepped out there. Uh, first of all, his name's Grady, so uh, you know uh, he he must have some uh, one eighth in him. He's probably uh, Octoroon or something. I, I don't know, <laughs> but you know we saw a lot of mamas. They had the fresh wigs. They had the fresh show ins. Uh, dad, they found dad somewhere. They threw a little Beijing up in the beard. It was a great night for everyone. Any out any outfits that stood out for you? I so uh Grady Dix is probably the only one that because now they're not as shocking as they used to be. Um yeah. you still look Jaylen at them, but they're not as shocking. <laughs> but I will tell you, we're at the age now where I'm not really looking at the players' fits. I'm looking at their moms. I'm like, check out their moms there because uh we're yeah. at the age now where their parents are our age. So now we're looking at the draft, I'm like Oh, that's that's your mother, oh, right? <laughs> you I was doing a lot you. of fighting after school when moms picked you up from practice. I, I was, <laughs> and some of the and and it's not just the NBA draft, of course, the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of so you know uh, what's his name that plays for the Pistons, um, Jalen uh, Ivy, Jaden Ivy. You know his mom, Neely Ivy, was the assistant coach on Notre Dame. She's now the head yes, coach. Yes, but. And when she was fine. assistant coach, that's when mm-hmm. we was getting all the like, like, looking at her. Now she's the head coach, and her, I remember mm-hmm. I, I may follow her on Instagram. I may or may not, uh, but I remember she Don't used to practice yourself. with him when he was little, and now right. he's in the NBA, and his mom's his mom's is still fine. Speaking of um, fine moms that may be associated with the NBA, anybody y'all checked on Nia Long yet? Nia, you good, girl? Because I know it's been it's been oh, a while cool. now. Cola fine. Cola, good. I mean, Cola. you know, I just, you, I, I check you. I, I follow you on Instagram just to make sure you're good. I know you were a little upset about um, going to one of the schools and they were kind of being racist. You good? You need some help or something? Yeah, we're here for you. We're yeah. definitely here for you. But yeah, one of the moms, <laughs> a lot of moms had the shoulder out. I was like, whoa, come on, all right, moms. 
Y'all feeling good with that little advance money that uh, your son didn't got and stuff. They went out and got the stylist. They were all looking Exactly. Great. They can come out with it now because <laughs> NIL is going on. So it's not it's not as illegal anymore right. to uh, receive some money. Nobody's <laughs> looking at your side eye like LeBron and his uh, right. Hummer while he was in high, his mom's right. Hummer while he was in high school. Ain't nobody right. side eye you anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So Again, we said this last week. It, it was a talent then draft. You don't yeah. know really a lot of these players after they got past the fifth pick. It was kind of like who? What? It was like that Snoop uh, Jif. Who? Yeah. <laughs> what? And 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 I don't want to necessarily make it talent then. I want to say name recognition then because some of these okay. pieces you never know what the teams need. You know what I mean? Sometimes they're mm-hmm. drafted. Um, That's true. They're drafted I, I, I take for the fit. So you, you never know. I'll, I'll, I'll we'll say that. just name recognition. I mean, the, the the kid that got drafted from uh, Connecticut, who, and this is sad to say, he's known as Angel Reese's cousin. Uh, he went in the first round, and you know they're saying that you know he's kind of like a scorer. And so yeah, there is some talent in it. We just didn't see the name. Yeah, and, you know that's a whole nother thing. And so and the, about, with the, mm-hmm. the Wizards, uh, their pick, they traded their pick immediately for right. uh, one by honest teammate, um, another French. Another French. So, don't ask yeah. me to pronounce the name. I don't listen. I barely do. I'm going to start calling him W or something like that or <laughs> right or stretch because I can't even really say his name. <laughs> and he's been in the media for a while now. The other French kid. And yeah. so now. Um, as we talked about, you just mentioned some trades, the uh, NBA uh, pre-draft trades. A lot of trades took place uh, prior to the draft, and although Zion and uh, Dame Dollar was not traded, there were several significant trades that were made. Uh, the Wizards made two big trades. The first involved uh, sending their best player, Bradley Bill, we talked about this last week, who I believe is very mid, uh, guard Jordan Godwin, and forward Isaiah Todd, don't know who those guys are, to the Suns, for Chris Paul. Landry Shamit, several second round picks and some pick swaps. Uh, and then the Wizards made another big trade with the uh, Boston Celtics, Celtics and the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. They agreed to a three team trade late Wednesday night that sent center Chris Staffs Persingas to the Celtics, guard Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, and guard Tyus uh, Jones to the Wizards. In exchange, also several draft picks were. Uh, given to the Celtics, and they also sent uh, Danilo Gallinari and center Mike Muscala to Washington as part of the deal. Then, uh, but perhaps the biggest trade uh, before the draft, uh, the Wizards sent CP3 to the Golden State Warriors for Jordan Poole and several draft picks. Paul is expected to play a reserve role for the Warriors, while Poole, who signed a big deal last season, struggled on and off the court with the team. He will team with Tyus Jones in the Wizards' backcourt, and he's going to get a lot of shots. And so are the Suns now the favorite to win the West over the Nuggets with the addition of Beal? That's the first thing we're going to discuss. And so we we said the Suns were the favorite to win the West when they got KD last year. That didn't quite work right. out. So it's really right. hard to say. And and right. also the Suns, I remember the Suns have a new coach now. So they're going to have a new philosophy. They do get a whole season, a whole, an entire offseason of KD. Um, right. And now you add Bradley Beal. Now the problem is all three of them need the ball like they they're scores they're not distributors they right. all shoot the ball so um i don't know the the 
the the um, uh, Nuggets are so well put together um, and they operate like such a precision unit that it's really hard to say the Suns are favorite. Now, I will say this should up the Suns a little more. Um, I don't know how much more you can be up, but it should give them a little more, you, you want to say, uh, make them a little more favorable to challenge the Nuggets. But I don't know if it makes them the favorite over the Nuggets. I agree with you. I don't think it made them better than the Nuggets. Um, I'm wondering who's going to play defense on that team. Uh, like you said, uh, it's only one ball, but you have three high-volume shooters, and uh, they're going to need to have those shots. Uh, Aiden, I still, you know, I think that's the person they should have really traded uh, to get rid of um, because he's just really nothing. And uh, I just want to see how it all fits uh, because, yeah, who's going to make a defensive stop on that team? I, you know how I feel about Brad Beal. Um, you <laughs> I know, like I think Brad. I know you like Brad. I just thought he was very mid. I mean, I thought he was a good player, but he didn't elevate uh, the Wizards to make them better. And um, I'm not sure what he's going to do on that team. I mean, he hasn't played over 50 games, I think, in the last several seasons. So, uh, you know, there's a question about his health. Um, but they're going to put up some points. I mean, they're going to have some nights where it's going to be like the Showtime Lakers. I mean, they're going to put up, a lot of points, or heck, even the old uh, Nuggets when uh, when the Showtime Lakers, uh, if you remember the Nuggets where they were scoring like 120 in a game and stuff, Fat Lever, Dan Issel, that, that team uh, for your old people. Yeah. And so um, they, they're going to put up a lot of points. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I want to see how that mix works and I want to see what else they add in the mix because I don't know who's going to play defense in that team. You're right. But now remember, and speaking on Bradley Bill, I, I like Brad Bill, but I, I did agree with you. I don't think he should have been the number one on the Wizards because he's not a number one. But this right. gives him the opportunity to actually be the third, maybe even the fourth sure. scorer sure. on the team. So I think that's where he can shine. He can definitely shine as the third scorer or fourth scorer on the team. And there'll be some nights where he'll be two and then some nights where they're going to have to rely on him to be one. But I think he can flourish in this. But again, just like we're both saying that um it's a matter of how many shots are you actually going to get because none of those three are uh, between him booker and durant none of those three are afraid to put up the ball put up a shot so i agree with you and i think as long as uh jokic and mary are in the west with denver they're still the favorites and so uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, now, will Pazingas uh, elevate the Celtics and give them another consistent scoring option in addition to Tatum and Brown? So the one thing that Porzingis did show this past season is that he can stay relatively healthy and stay on the court. He had an actually pretty good season with the Wizards, and that's being on the Wizards team where they had to rely on you. Um, of mm -hmm. course, the Wizards didn't do much. They they did a little better than expected, and they actually started off pretty strong. Um, but I think he's a good addition on the Celtics. Now, the problem is getting rid of Marcus Smart is a big deal. Um, Marcus Smart is like the Draymond Green of the Warriors. He makes that team go. Um, and I, ooh, that's a big deal right there. So I don't know if, I don't want to say 
the addition of Porzingis doesn't make them better. I don't know if the subtraction of Smart makes them a better team. Um, yeah. But I do think Porzingis is a great fit for them. Um, that he he's got the length, he can score down there as long as he continues to stay relatively healthy through the season. He's definitely going to help them. But that loss of Smart may be a bigger chunk than they anticipated. I agree with you. I think Smart gave them the balance that they need because it was not their issue was not scoring points. I mean, they have right. two high volume scores in Tatum and Brown. And so they could get buckets. Um, I just didn't necessarily believe in them defensively now. I mean, to me, it's like they're making the same move that the Suns are making. They're just trying to outscore people. And um I'm not sure where their defensive presence is going to come from now, where they're going to get some stops. And Persingas, uh, he's been a unicorn, but again, he's kind of like a mid player. I play. Yes. He's got all these skills, but you know, he's just, you know, he's a, all right. He's a, he's a third option, I guess. And maybe they felt they needed more of a third option score than a defensive stopper and a person who kind of is a leader of the team. And so uh, I think that's going to, uh, bring some different ramifications for them because I think they their success of getting to the finals the year before and their success of pushing uh, the Heat to uh, seven games and uh, a little bit of what they did in the playoffs this year can be attributed to the play of Smart, uh, at least on the perimeter. And so I think Smart going to Memphis, though, is great because they need more leadership. Uh, on the team level. That was their major issue last year. As a matter of fact, uh, one of their players had even said it, that, you know, this is not a mature team. These guys are letting too many other distractions get to the team. You know, they're they're young. They want to party. They want to just be out. And I think with Smart coming in with some, at least some pedigree of having success in the league, being on successful teams will maybe help them, especially with John Morant being suspended the first 25 games. They were great defensively last year. I think they saw, I saw that they were fourth in the league in defensive efficiency. I think that's going to probably go up maybe to two or three, maybe even one this season uh, because Smart is just that good defensively. And so I think that's a great move for them because they're adding a good leadership piece. What, what do you think about that move? Yeah, absolutely. I think wherever Smart would go, he makes that team instantly better um, because he, he was defensive player of the year at one point, and he also can score, and he has taken that leadership role, even with the Celtics, if you watch. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a great move. And, again, John Morant being suspended 25 games, they're going to need to keep that team afloat some kind of way, and I think Marcus Smart can do that for them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a great move for the Grizzlies. I think in this trade, they they made it out the best. Um, when you're talking about the trades, if you look at the Wizards, you it's like being in the lunchroom and asking the guy across from you, hey, you going – eat them butter crunch cookies. I'll trade you this apple for the butter crunch and him saying yes. And you just immediately throw in that right. apple because the wizards, what the, what? Yeah. The wizards the f- the, Yeah. <laughs> the wizards. Yeah. Garland they, sent me a, uh, about- Oh, what are you going to say? No, go ahead. Garland sent me a, a little video about the Baltimore needs to get the wizards back. And I completely agree. Like <laughs> they need to just come home. Cause I don't know what DC has been doing. You know, the Wizards are uh, talking about maybe moving a little further south, going to Northern Virginia. 
and being, I guess, the DMV was just come back to Baltimore. Y'all stop playing. Just come. That's, we got a new arena nah, for you and everything. Let them keep. Let them keep them. Nah, we nah, down, we man. need a basketball team. So I ain't got to travel Since, to DC to see right. Victor, to see Victor and uh, Giannis and all the other stars I want to see because right. I never go. And, you know, Wizards on my second team, but I never go to DC to see the Wizards. I always go right. to see the other teams. Yeah, I got a friend. He'd be like, "Yeah, Golden State coming here," and, or somebody, <laughs> "Oh, Boston's coming here." That, yeah, you know. Take that trip to DC to go see. <laughs> you didn't go down there to see Brad Beal. Uh, and so uh, now, uh, this Golden State trade uh, for CP3. Now, did the uh, Warriors give up on uh, too soon on pool? Wow. So, I first of all, I don't think any of us saw that one coming. Like, did not see it coming. we we did all thought that um, Draymond was the guy that was going to leave Golden State right. and they were going to go with the youth movement. Um, but like Garland and I talked about earlier, Jordan Poole did not do anything to help them in the playoffs, and that's where the dubs flourish and if you can't help them in the playoffs they don't care what you've done in the regular season as evident by them staying with Draymond and shipping out Jordan Poole who they just signed to a big deal so basically he had the slap heard around the world Draymond banged him in his face Mm -hmm. he didn't have a good playoffs and now his reward is D.C. He is a wizard. He went from right. a ring to a wizard. Like, that is the ultimate insult. But, um, you know, remember, I kept saying I would not be surprised if Steve Kerr retired um, after this season because... You were on Steve Kerr. You want to get rid of Steve No, no, Kerr. no. I actually like Steve Kerr, but okay. I actually thought the dynasty was breaking up. They lost the mm-hmm. GM. Um, I... I assume Draymond was going to go next year. I'm I'm assuming Clay is going to go. But for them to ship out Jordan Poole, I think they're making another run at this. And then they're adding Chris Paul, which, by the way, is not a bad addition to a veteran team like that. He's actually a very good addition. And if he's going to be a reserve coming off the bench, I think that is a, he's not a superstar, but he doesn't need to be a superstar. He just needs to maintain when Steph sits down, which he can do. Um, Yeah, man, I didn't see it coming. I think Golden State made a good move. Again, I don't know what DC is doing. Now, Jordan Poole may come to DC and be an absolute superstar. He has really no other choice. He's going to be the highest paid player on the team. He's going to be mm-hmm. the only name that they can really sell. Mm-hmm. Um, the Wizards, when they just put some uh, luxury seat in, did you see that? They have yeah, these, I saw that. These yeah, these luxury level seats behind, box the, seats. Yeah, yeah, behind these, the baskets. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, the, I think Golden State made a good move there. Yeah, you know what? And a lot of people are kind of panning the trade. I, I, I believe it's a good trade, and I I believe it's good for this reason. A lot of people saying, you know, uh, Poole did not, was not able to get past what happened between him and Draymond last year. And it's obvious that the organization is choosing Draymond over Poole. Um, but I really look at it as what's going on on the court. Poole just... He got that money really of what he did last year in the regular season, not in the postseason per se. And they really needed to try to hit on some of these draft picks, which they've missed on the last several years. They really have. And he has been a he's a defensive liability. If you thought of, if you think back to that 
uh, Celtics uh, championship um, series, a lot of times in the crunch times, he was not on the court because Gary Payton was playing a significant amount of minutes in the finals because they needed someone who could guard some people. And when that shot is not falling and you can't guard anybody, that that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And so, yes, he's younger than Chris Paul, but we're not talking about they were, they are trading a 25-point-a-game scorer. They, they, they got two scores there. Uh, we see what happens with Clay, but uh, definitely Steph. And I, I think, you know, it helps them move forward. And now, and then, let's go to the other side with Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul, he's horrible. He's not going to be playing starter minutes. Exactly. He's not going to be playing 30 minutes a game. If he's playing between 15 to 25 minutes a game, excellent. That's what you want. Leading that second unit, uh, you know, helping them off the bench. This is not the New Orleans Hornets, Chris Paul. This is not the L.A. Lakers, Chris Paul. This is not even the Houston Rockets, You mean Chris the Paul. L.A. Clippers, David Stern. You still are forgiven for him not being a Laker with Kobe. Right. They would have had 17 more rings. <laughs> oh anyway, I'll let you continue. <laughs> oh my God. The Lakers always got to get into the discussion. And so, yeah, this is a guy. And, and I mean, he still is averaging, he, averaging his three seasons in Phoenix, he led the league one year in assists, and he was about at nine assists a game the other two seasons. Uh, he helped this team get to the championship game three seasons ago against the Bucks. They were the number one seed the season after that, and they were a number four seed this season. And so people, oh, he tried, he's never, yes, he's injured. He's, he's carried a lot of minutes on his body, but if you're putting him in a reduced role where he hasn't had to carry that burden of running the team all the time, I think it's a great deal. And I think he has the skills to adapt to any system. I would love to see him in that Golden State system, spreading the floor, driving and kicking, throwing some alley-oops to Kaminga. Maybe this will help Kaminga because trust me, him throwing these alley-oops have turned a lot of other mid-players into great players. Hello, uh, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Hello, um, <laughs> you know, Aiden. Oh, Blake, and, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Hello, those people catching alley-oops that all of a sudden these guys are all-stars. My same thing might happen for Kaminga. And so and this I, is I, a, I think it's a good deal. This is a situation for Chris Paul. If you think about it, when he went to the Clippers – we talk about Blake Griffin. We talk about DeAndre Jordan. He was he was there with players, young players, that he kind of had to mentor and be the guy. When he went to Oklahoma City, he was with right. players he had to mentor and be the guy. Right. When he was with Phoenix, he was with players he had to mentor and be the guy. He's going to Golden State to mentor nobody where he there. doesn't have to do any of that. His responsibility is just to be the second point guard coming off the bench. He doesn't have – all they have to do is bring him in the fold. You're playing with veterans. You're playing right. with teams that have championship mentality. You don't have to do any of that. All you have to do is be the Chris Paul that you've probably always wanted to be since you left the, at that time, the New Orleans Hornets. So I think this is a great situation for him, especially for a veteran guy who is clearly on the downside of his career. But right. remember, he was a superstar. So a downside of a Chris Paul career that's pretty doesn't good. make him bad. It just <laughs> right. makes him a star. He may right. not be a superstar, but he's still really good. 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. People acting like, oh my God, he's, you know, he's like tripping on the court and he can't run down the court anymore. Can't dribble. He forgot how to dribble. I mean, he's, he was playing high volume basketball last year and he's been playing high volume basketball for the last several years. So this is a better situation. People had him pegged with my Lakers. This is a much better situation than going to the Lakers. I think so. Because on the Lakers, he went to the Lakers, he would have to start him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He would have to run the team. He would, mm-hmm. They would have to rely on him. Golden State doesn't have to rely on him to right. win games. So exactly. I think this is a great situation for him. I think <laughs> he probably loved this. He mm-hmm. he probably saw that and was like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. He probably packed up his state farm, his twin brother, and they went out there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Forgot all about Cliff. Yeah, people got Cliff and they had it on out there for real. And you know what? I really think this is good for Poole, too, because he's going to get a chance to showcase his skills. He's Like you said, he's going to be the number one option in D.C. He's going to get a lot of shots up. And, you know, um, this is good for him, too, because he's going to be able to possibly prove that he's a good player and maybe that Golden State made a mistake by letting him go. I mean, just think, two years seasons ago, it was thought that he was the heir apparent for Steph. Now he's gone. And so, uh, you know, he's going to have to show, were you the heir apparent? Were we, what we were thinking about you was true? Or, you know, was it just the system? Are you were, and, you're a guy that played well in that system, but you weren't really the man? And he's in an Eastern Conference where, you know, it's not as, as thick a competition as the Western Conference is. You still sure. want to have some competition, but, sure. you, you know, there may be some nights where you can kind of, just do what you do. You can get a little bit of a breather. You're not having to face the top guards in the league every night, night after night, as you would in the Western Conference. And you also don't have that pressure of playing for a dynasty like the Golden State mm-hmm. Warriors. With the Wizards, there's really nowhere else to go but There's up. no who, dynasty. That's yeah, who, who are you following behind? Bradley Hill, John Wall, like, you know. You, I, I wouldn't even put them in the dynasty. I went all the way back to Elvin Hayes and Wes Unsell. Well, hold on. You're not, Kevin what Grevy. about What about Calvin Chaney? You not we not you. I know you ain't forget about Capitol Gilbert Phil Arenas Chenier. and the Phil gun. Phil, Phil you you not. I, I'm going all the way back. Phil Shamir, Kevin Grevy. I, I have. I am Mike so, Reardon. I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset that you are forgetting about names like Andre Blatch. Uh, wait a minute. The Wizards even had Jawan Howard. And Chris Webber at yeah. the same time. And Rod Strickland. <laughs> hold on now, hold on. We doing a lot of laughing and joking. Rod Strickland was actually a Rod Strickland was good. Rod had, Strickland that's was what I'm saying. Ball. They had can you can you remember at one point they had Rod Strickland, Chris Webber, and Juwan Howard yes. on the same team. Yes. And they could not win. <laughs> <laughs> that well, that was Bulls years. Remember the uh, the Bulls? They took the that Bulls was towards the end of the Bull. Uh, uh, yeah, that was they the took second three. They took the Bulls to um, seven games, and they got uh, I think that was that year. Uh, but they did no. That was a Calvert Cheney year. Yeah, that was a Calvert Cheney. Yeah, that was a Calvert Cheney. Mm, yeah, they so, took the Bulls uh, to seven. And Calvert Cheney, come on, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you might as well go with Tim Legler. <laughs> Hold on. Don't sleep on Tim Legler. Let me stop. <laughs> what you going to say next? George Mirasan was the greatest center to ever play? Well, I, 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 
No, because it was Minute Bull. But George Merson is a, is a strong two. <laughs> Bugsy Bull is the best point guard to ever play for the, uh, for the I, Bullets Wizards. That's when they used to come to the uh, Civic Center. Yeah, that's and, when they used to come down there and play a game, and the, the scoreboard would break every year. Yeah, I went to one of the games, and I just remember – uh, me and my dad were there, and watching uh-huh. Manute Bull run up and down the court, he looked like a giraffe in slow motion. Just, but he was getting his stride is so long, like right. I never forget that. His <laughs> son can play uh, Bobo. <clears throat> he's a pretty good player. He is. He is. He's. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think I think what they, team was he on because he, he was on the, the Nuggets for a minute. But I think they traded him to the Lakers. Uh, but yeah. I think he's been traded since then i don't think he's okay. on la anymore yeah yeah because I, I remember he was on the nuggets for a minute uh okay so all right um and i think the final just to wrap up about these trades i mean i think it's interesting calvin that golden state two times they have chosen draymond over players first time kd kd they, they chose draymond over kd and now they've chosen draymond over pool now the draymond over pool Okay, yeah, I, I I agree with that. Uh, but the Draymond over KD is it's kind of time. I don't know if Draymond got pitches. Uh, well, of, of people, you, so and if you look at them both head to head, you're always going to take KD over Draymond. But mm-hmm. if you look at them inside of the system, what has Kevin Durant done since then? And Draymond and the Warriors have gotten a ring since then. They've gotten a ring since then. And, and they've gone deep in the playoffs. Kevin Durant didn't even make the playoffs one year, got swept the second year, and then got traded to Phoenix this third year. And they got bumped. I don't know. It's it's The one thing I will say about the Dubs are they definitely believe in that dynasty chemistry, and they are going to run that until the wheels fall off. And you can't be mad at them because they get results. They They get results results from it. They got results. Okay, now let's talk about some players who are opting out of contracts. And so the following players are going to be testing free agency this summer, or they're expected to opt out to test free agency. And some of them have already done that. Uh, Derek Jones with the Chicago Bulls, uh, Bruce Brown from the champion Denver Nuggets. He's going to opt out. Of course, Draymond is opting out. Um, Chris Middleton, he's turning down a $40 million option in, uh, with the Bucks. He's going to opt out in test-free agency. Josh Hart, who played a, a vital uh, reserve role in the playoffs with the Knicks. Fred Van Fleet, who's basically been the only player up in Toronto He's opting out. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, he's opting out of his deal with the Wizards. James Harden is opting out in Philly. And uh, Montrez uh, Harrell is opting out in Philly as well. And so uh, which players do you think will return to their team versus that will sign with new teams? And so let's start with Draymond first. I mean, it's obvious. I think this move with Poole is to clear off a little salary. So they can go ahead and give Draymond all the money that he wants. And I, I really think Draymond is really his only fit is Golden State. I, I don't know if he has his skill translates to another team. And so what do you think the chances are that Draymond ends up somewhere else? Uh, so I thought, uh, obviously, that he was going to go somewhere else. I'm sure they had the conversation with him saying, hey, we're going to move Poole out of here because we want to re-sign you. And I don't think Gray- Draymond should sign anywhere else. Anything else can happen, but I think it's mm-hmm. almost a 99.9999% chance that he's going to re-sign with Golden State. Right. And he should. 
He should. He, he's not. A, I know you Lakers people. Everybody should go to the Lakers, and I'm surprised you did not say that. But um, well, I don't think he's I would have. I would have said it had they not gotten rid of Poole. Had they okay. had they kept Poole, I would have said Draymond is going to the Lakers. The Lakers. I mean, him and LeBron, the families are in uh, France right now. They're they're uh, vacationing together right now. So, so you know the G the GM is over there saying. Yo, Draymond, we we come to the Lakers. <laughs> come to the Lakers, and we can make you another champion. <laughs> Bro, don't do it. Don't do it, Draymond. Don't listen to him. So, uh, Chris Middleton, you know, uh, opting out in uh, Milwaukee again. I, I mean, yeah, he could probably go somewhere else and be a number one. I think his best fit is in Milwaukee. Uh, what do you think about Chris Middleton? So I think his best fit is in Milwaukee also, but remember they just fired their coach. There may be some writing on the wall a lot of changes. in uh, yeah. Milwaukee that we're not really seeing, and he may be just like, let me get ahead of this right now and just see what's out there for me. You know, he may get an opportunity to play with maybe the Lakers, maybe um, – Phoenix being, uh, you know, being a true point guard because him, he he stays injured. Um, yeah. You just never know. Um, so I think he's testing it just like Harden is probably doing the same thing, just testing it to see what's out there. Um, but also, again, Milwaukee is going through some changes and he's probably like, let me let me move before they move me somewhere that I don't want to be. Sure. Do you think uh, Kuzma, you think the Lakers should take a look at Kuzma? So I don't think LeBron likes Kuzma. Remember, the reason oh, he's wow. on Washington is because the Lakers got rid of him. Um, sure, sure. And I've always thought Kuzma was um, a good player. You know, Kuzma's part of the most difficult championship ever to win. So um, <laughs> that's sham championship. But but um, uh, Kyle Kuzma actually should test free agency like he's doing because he went mm-hmm. to D.C. And really and turned his career around. Season. Yeah, so I don't think the Lakers um, should the Lakers look at him being a Lakers fan. Absolutely, you should look to bring him back, but I don't think they're going to take him back in um, mm-hmm. L.A. But yeah, I think uh, Kuzma is definitely a good move for him, and he's going to be a solid performer for somebody. I don't think he should resign in D.C. I think Van Fleet would be a great on like the Sixers or something, a team that needs a good point guard. Yeah. I think he would be solid with them. Uh, I, I would love to see him with a contender. Um, I think he's a super solid player. Um, any thoughts about Van Fleet? Yeah, I agree with you right there. Um, you know, he, he's been the man ever since um, they got rid of, well, of course they got rid of Lowry, um, but ever since they got right. rid of um uh, well, Maybe he even go down name. to Miami. I mean, I think he might be a good fit with Miami. He would be a good fit. I think he would be a good fit anywhere. He's a scorer. He's a true point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi, ever since they let Kawhi, well, they didn't let Kawhi walk. Ever since they won the championship and then Kawhi left, it's really been Van Fleet. Yeah, it's been teams. Van Fleet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Kyle Lowry was still there then, but Kyle Lowry started falling off. But no, I think right. he'll be a good addition anywhere. Now, I'll tell you what. Um, I actually thought at one point that Jalen Brown would be leaving Boston and then Boston would go after Fred Van Fleet and bring him in there right. because that's what they need. They need a ball handling point guard and Jalen Brown is not that. 
Yeah, he can't dribble. And um, rumor has it that James Harden is going to go wherever the best strip clubs are. And so I know he wants to get back to Houston. Uh, he might end up in Atlanta. I don't know. But uh, Harden's game, I mean, he's just, you know, have game, will travel. And so I don't know where he really fits in the scheme of a competing team. I think he's, like I said, I think he's going just to see what's out there. Of course, they've talked about Houston. The only reason for him to go back to Houston is to play with the new coach, um, Neil Long's cheating ass ex-husband. Um, so that's the only reason because why would you leave a perennial, why would you leave a perennial champion just to go to a mm-hmm. team that's really on the startup at this point? Sure. Um, you know, you're playing with, M- you're playing with Embiid, the MVP who should have won second joke. It should have been the MVP, but you're playing with the, the reigning MVP. I, I think he's just testing it. Um, but it's probably also going to depend on, they did get rid of their coach too. They did fire doc. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also going to depend on what other pieces they may put around them. So I'm thinking he's testing it just to kind of see what's out there, who, who would offer him something. Now he has been attached to the Lakers, which in my opinion, is works. only good because he will take the shots and the Lakers need scoring. They can't keep depending on LeBron to score. That's difficult because, you know, LeBron needs the ball in his hand. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron is your LeBron doesn't want to pay. He doesn't want to play all those men. I'm, I'm like, I talked to him yesterday. He's I, like, I know you, Kel, I know you, you got, know I know you got you know LeBron on play, team, <laughs> You know, I want to play all those minutes, right? <laughs> right. You know, but, but at his age, he shouldn't want to play all those minutes. Um, so mm-hmm. he, I think Harden could be a fit in there. I don't know, but I think he could be a fit. He doesn't distribute the ball a lot, and AD needs somebody to distribute the ball to him. Right. So definitely. All right. Uh, and to close out our NBA talk, we know that our boy John Morant, uh, his suspension was handed down last week. Suspended twenty five games by the league, and so. Uh, looking at the schedule, he should be back by Christmas time and all. I, I think I, I did correctly predict that. And um, it's you nothing did. major there. You yeah, I did. On... I got something right. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think we've talked about Jai enough and all. Hopefully this will uh, help him. I know he has some things he has to do during this 25-game suspension and all. Um uh, maybe this is the thing that wake him, wakes him up. And, you know, I know you mentioned that this might be his wake-up call. Yeah, he should get his his Negro wake-up call like they all get. Allen Iverson got his mm-hmm. at one point, so they all get it. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you you look at some of the John Moran articles and be like, you got to be the dumbest. Because, you know, after you get your suspension details, then you want to come back out and be like, you see, this wasn't even a real gun. It was a lighter. Sir, it's over. It's over. Done, sir. Take this medicine and keep it moving. And why why, why didn't you why, send that up to New York? <laughs> why would you even have a gun lighter? Like, why? Why? Because I'm just, dumb. <laughs> just don't. Why, yeah, why, why not just a regular light? Exactly. There, there was a movement at one time to stop toy guns in the hands of young black kids because... Tamir Rice, um, you know, mm-hmm. you, those those mm-hmm. guns will get you killed. And, Bro. you know, I just, 
job. What are you doing? We, we grew up with t- uh, guns as toys. We did. Cap, cap guns. Cap we guns. played cops and robbers. We played cops cowboys and, and Indians. Yeah. We did, did it all. I all got of these guns genocide games. Yeah. All of <laughs> got these guns. genocide games. Guns with the holsters and the little bullets, Bro, the little on, silver man. joints. Yeah, man, with the white handle. Be like, yeah, terrible gifts. They were gifts. awful. Gifts, I might need to talk to my mother and be like, right. what were you thinking? What were you thinking? There's a picture on my Facebook with me in the cowboy hat with the little guns. That, yes, with, 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 with a, a badge on. I got yeah, one man. too. Me and my cousin standing next to each other holding our guns. Yeah. <laughs> what that one I got is me and my cousin too. He holding his guns. I'm holding mine. Lord I got Jesus. my little bandana on and my cowboy hat and everything. <laughs> then I then I had to remember the horse that would be in the little spring. I had the horse uh, <laughs> that you could ride on, and you can see my holster with my gun, and I'm just smiling. <laughs> you couldn't oh. tell me I wasn't the little cowboy, <laughs> right? <laughs> and remember the little the- remember the little red cap string that you would put in yes. the gun. Be, pop pop pop! <laughs> you could. T- and then and- it never it never rolled right, and so you would right, just start putting it on the yeah. side and just pop pop pop. Put it next to the hammer. Out here killing indigenous people. Ain't eh? just thought it was all right. That's we just thought it was right. Hey, when you when you know better, you do better. Right? Come on, now. <laughs> all right. Let's talk a little sports business real quick. Um, uh, Cotter is buying a stake in the Wizards, Capitals, and Mystics. Uh, Cotter's uh, Sovereign Wealth Fund is buying roughly 5% stake in the parent company of the NBA's Washington <coughs> Wizards, NHL's Washington Capitals, and WNBA's Washington Mystics as part of a deal that values the entire portfolio at over $4 billion. A person with knowledge of the sale told the Associated Press on Thursday. It is believed uh, to be the first time the government of Cotter is investing in U.S. professional sports. And now this is not Carter's first big foray into major sports. If you remember, last year, the Middle Eastern country hosted uh, soccer's World Cup for the first time, helping FIFA reach a record revenue level because of booming ticket and hospitality sales. And so uh, we mentioned this last week that uh, we were going to start seeing more foreign ownership investment in American sports franchises. And uh, this will be the first uh, and a big three sport in the NBA. And so any thoughts about this? Um, so thank you, PGA, for being as awful as you have been, um, right. allowing this to move in. Um, I, I don't really have ownership is ownership. Um, you know, it's, it's always going to be a game that us little people will never be involved in. We don't have a say on it as we can, as we see money just moves everything. So I don't have a real opinion. Um, if you have any type of political concern, you just, you just wonder when this is going to go to the government, just like the, um, they started doing that with golf. They started bringing that Mm -hmm. to the government to kind of overlook. So when is this, when is the government going to step into sports and start saying, Hey, we need to think about who we're selling to and we don't want this. And, and it's, it's kind of a, a strong move to go after DC teams. 
um, because they're right there in the nation's capital, which at the end of the day, they're all in the bed together. You know, they're all rubbing each other's back. Mm -hmm. So as of now, I don't see an issue. Um, There could be more to it, but we would just have to wait to see. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said last week, that they're, they're not going to lose their mind until it gets to baseball. That's America's True. pastime. Think they're going after the we, Nationals? Yeah. Hey, you never know. Uh, but the Nationals, I believe, are on the market. And so um, I was joking with Calvin. I said, hey, they might come to Baltimore because, you know, the Angelos allegedly, uh, they've been trying to sell the team. Uh, and as a matter of fact, the brothers were fighting over this because allegedly they had a deal on the table that uh, one of the brothers turned down and the mother. And so you never know. Um, maybe uh, Qatar or uh, some other Saudi money might come in and buy the Orioles or buy the Nationals. And so I think once we see it get to America's pastime, people are going to start, you know, this is America. We're going to see the MAGAs come out. And they're going to be like, this can't happen. This is our sport. This don't happen in America. Yeah, this is our America. If you don't like it, get out of our country. Right. Right. America. It's America. We don't need no goddamn Middle Easterns coming over. (laughs) Middle Easterns and Africans coming over and taking over our sports. Exactly. This is a white man sport. <laughs> white pal. <laughs> the Dave Chappelle. Kid. Clayton Clayton Biggs. Clayton Bigsby. Clayton Bigsby. Bigsby. Yeah. Clayton Bigsby. And so yeah, we're gonna see a lot of Clayton Bigsby's come out when they buy the Nationals and then when they buy the Orioles and all those things. And so we'll see. Uh but you know Stop hey, saying when they buy the out. Orioles. Bro, when they buy the Orioles. <laughs> The Orioles brought to you by Qatar Airlines. It's going, it's going <laughs> Come fly to Saudi Arabia. It's going to be like Spirit Airlines from have, Saudi Arabia. They're going to have a turban night. <laughs> Come get your Orioles turban. I'm not, I'm not even going to laugh. I'm not even going to laugh at that. Turban night down Camden Yards. <laughs> Ramadan night is going to be like I have a, a halal menu. All right, I'm not, not, I'm not even going to add to you because you added. the day the day games we're going to have to stop and pray. We're going to have to stop in the middle of the game. <laughs> let, right. me let me stop. They're going to have lamb and chicken specials uh, to let you know. All right, all right well, hold right. on now. Bro, Don't sleep on that's the lamb and chicken. <laughs> Bro, when I was working downtown, there was a, a little stand that was right next to the arena. I used to, a little $6 special, a little lamb and chicken over rice with a little white sauce. We we got um one next to our job now, the Halal guys. The Halal oh, yeah. guys that just, it just mm-hmm. opened up a few months ago. And be tasty. You know, I, I got their little app on my phone. I may have <laughs> I may have been there a few times already. And I may walk in there and they may be like, Hello, Calvin. It's right there on the thing. I might need right. my little pickup. <laughs> and get extra hot sauce because that thing I'd be sweating the, woo, the white sauce and that hot sauce. I'd be like, Maybe they could be a sponsor for fanboys. Talk to them next time you go in there. Hello, boys, we down. Hello, bros, we down. We, so we see, take- see. Then, then it would be called all things, get... all things allow, <laughs> all things allow. <laughs> we call it and Aziz. <laughs> we had to add another host to this. We don't, we don't talk about the football on here. I want to, want to talk about the American football, but we don't talk Y'all. about the real football. 
He doing this. He doing it's his voices. These invitations are not approved invitations. Yeah, they be spot on. They be spot on. By management of all things black with garlic. They be spot on. They be spot on. Let's move but if on. they Let's... throw us some money, they get shit. You ain't gotta worry. You ain't gotta worry about no PGA split around right. here. Me and Garland right. both be on that money train. <laughs> right. We will change the name quickly. What you want to call? What you want to call it? Oh, Turban Boys. <laughs> Turban Boys presents. <laughs> ATB presents Turban Boys. <laughs> well, Turban Boys, it is. Bro, it's gonna be like. I mean. We're human atrocities. What? <laughs> Shit. And, and now this segment of the show brought to you by Halal Brothers. I <laughs> brought to you brought to you by Qatar Airlines. <laughs> right. We, we fly everywhere. <laughs> for the right for the right pl- price, we fly to your town too. <laughs> right. The Spirit Airlines of the Middle East. Come fly with us. All right, man, let's get to this. NFL, Chuck Clark is out for the season. So further testing confirmed that New York Jets safety Chuck Clark suffered a season-ending torn ACL during practice earlier in the month of June. Now, the Jets signed the veteran safety Adrian Amos last week in response to Clark's injury. And Clark, who's 28, was acquired in a March trade with the Ravens. Uh, The Jets sent a 2024 seventh-round pick. To Baltimore for the six-year veteran, one of the most durable players in the NFL. Clark has played 96 games out of 97 and ended last season with a streak of more than 1,200 consecutive defensive snaps dating back to 2021. Uh, he was very valuable here. He did have some little twisted, little under-the-breath uh, under things to say about the uh, Ravens uh, in one of the many camps that, you know, uh, he he kind of was hating for a minute because they they drafted Kyle. Um, oh my God! Why ha- I Hamilton. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Hamilton and all, and so you know basically to take his job and also, uh, you know I wish Chuck Clark well in his recovery. He was a, a great player here for the Ravens. Any thoughts about Chuck? Yeah, you know, so you never wish injury on any player. So hope he heals soon and heals mm-hmm. comes back 100% healthy next season. Um just like we talked about with Karma, you got to be careful what you put out in the universe because at, you're right when uh, as soon as he got to the Jets and they gave him an interview mm-hmm. and asked him about the Ravens, he kind of said, "Yeah, you know, I didn't like the direction they was going." And you mm-hmm. know, even Ravens fans were like uh, Chuck. So what the Ravens did, because he was worth more than a seventh round pick, but they did him a favor to move him on because they knew he was unhappy. And then you came out talking a little trash. So you got what you wish for. You aren't with the Ravens anymore, but now you're not playing football for a year. So it's kind of right. just be careful what you put out there. Again, you don't wish injury. Um, you want him to be 100 percent healthy. And I have not heard anyone say anything bad about Chuck Clark, even though he hmm. threw some shots there. But it's just like, just be careful. But come back 100% healthy, sir. And, right. Know, have yeah, he have was a, a year with the Jets. <clears throat> he was a leader here. And, you know, he was a six-round pick here. And so they got a lot uh, out of him for a six-round pick. Um, you know, they were able to send him to a team that most people think are going to com- uh, compete for mm-hmm. a playoff berth this year. And so, exactly. yeah, I think they did well by him. And he, and, he wore uh, the um, he wore the dot. Yeah, um, it's, he wore it's, the dot. It's Rokons now. But, yeah, yeah, he wore the dot. So, so, I mean, we're, we're better, and hopefully you get better. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I that little jab in there on the way out. All right. Uh, let's talk a little Major League Baseball. Uh, the Orioles, they did lose the opening game last night, and I think Ooh. they have not won any games in the City Connect uniform. One. They won They're one and three. All right. They're one and three. I I'm not. I want to talk about the uniform. But uh, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said he re- has some regrets over his handling of the Houston Astros sign-stealing uh, scandal that happened several years ago, admitting in a recent interview that granting immunity to the players was maybe not uh, my best decision ever. Uh, the Major League Baseball did not punish any Houston players after a league investigation confirmed that the Astros had cheated by using a camera-based sign-stealing system during the regular season and playoffs of their World Series winning 2017 season and doing part of the 2018 season, regular season as well. And so uh, did Manfred make the right, uh, does he have the right to feel remorseful or should people just get over it? Uh, at this point, you should just get over it. Like it's yeah. it's over and done with. Over. You're going to always be. Uh, there's going to always be a dark circle over the Astros, especially when they're playing the Dodgers. Um, the players on the Astros is going to always be a cloud. But you know, usually they punish the workers and not the brains behind it. This time they right. punish the brains behind it and not the workers. Yeah, everybody should have gotten punished, but at this point we've moved on like you you keep you bringing it up for what for what reason like why are you bring most of those players aren't even on the astros anymore like why are we still bringing this up it's yeah to me get over it old white man get over it these players that are still taunting players uh there was a player uh i think was on the twins he struck out no carlos correa is on the twins and they were playing the white Sox and uh, one of the pitchers struck out Carlos Correa, and he was like, yeah, that was because he's a cheater. Dude, this was six years ago. Get over it. It's oh, First of all, let's talk about the history of baseball. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's where baseball <sighs> is. Stealing signs is not new. Now that they, yes, they have cameras now. They just upgraded the still. Teams have been stealing signs forever. Still, uh, they're still uh, stealing uh, signs now. We they're just still haven't stealing caught them signs. Yet. Yeah, we just haven't caught them. Doctoring the ball, getting an extra edge on the other team has always been a part of sports. Period. Okay, you, if like like I said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And so, yes, they got caught, and maybe they should have went ahead and suspended some people. They didn't. Okay, it's over. So let's stop so, this vitriol when these players are in other cities and people banging on trash cans and all this stuff. It's all right. Well, no, I for mean, the fans, for the fans, <laughs> I think the fans keep that same energy. You, you bang on the <laughs> trash can. I'm just talking about the players and the league. Yeah. So what? Yeah, it's good, over, over for you. Let the fans do it because the fans, you know, we just going to hold on forever because I don't care where Derrick Henry goes. I don't care where he goes. If he ain't playing for the Ravens every time he comes to Baltimore, fuck him. Fuck sure, Derrick Henry. Sure, sure. But yeah, I, but to me, to, to keep on holding this, oh, you guys cheated yeah, thing. Just, it's, 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 it's whatever. Let it go. 
Let There's a reason Let why after every inning, um, and they you kind of see it, but after every inning, each pitcher goes to the umpire. Yeah, and they got to check. And, and they've actually stuff. caught some people um, doing mm-hmm. some things because everyone cheats. Um, there was a game with the Orioles I was watching. I can't remember who they were playing against, but the manager came out and talked to the umpire because he thought the Orioles were stealing signs, which, by mm-hmm. the way, the sign stealing, if you are the runner on second base and you can see the catcher throwing sign, I don't think that's sign stealing. I think your catcher just – you all need to figure out how to throw because they usually throw three or four up and the pitcher knows which one. Right. I think y'all just need to figure it out because if I'm on second base and I can see what signs you're – yeah, I'm going to tell mm-hmm. my batter. I don't think that's stealing. Mm-hmm. I think well, that's, that's just part of the game. That's on you. That's not. You know, that's that's why they've gone to the system in the hand. Right, right. So, yeah, but, yeah. I don't think that's sign stealing. I've, I've yeah. never thought that was sign stealing. I always thought that was just, you need to figure out how to hide it. Because if I can see it, why wouldn't I tell? So I'm supposed to be like, damn, he's going to throw a fastball. But I'm not going to tell my batter because of I'm going to let them go ahead and be great. No. I mean, oh, he about to throw that fastball. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, get over it, get over it, get over it. And so we've come to uh, the segment of the show as we're about to close that America loves. Come on, yo. And so uh, I believe Calvin last year, you start last year. Oh, my goodness. Last week you started off. We already changing years. Uh, I'll start off this week with uh, a little come on, yo. Come on, yo. These uh, coaches who are lobbying Congress about NIL. Let's stop this mess. I, 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 I. These coaches don't div- give diddly squat about no NIL. It was uh, earlier this week, uh, Brian Kelly, who's the head coach of the LSU football team, and uh, Nick Saban, several of these SEC coaches went to Capitol Hill, and they are pushing for federal regulation of name, image, and likeness compensation for college athletes. Uh, even Kelly, who all of a sudden he got a Southern accent last year when he got the job in LSU. <laughs> and uh, remember, he was in Notre Dame. He talked, you know, kind of regular. But when he got to LSU, he was like, hey, y'all, we'd like to thank y'all and y'all come on out to the games. And so he said that college athletics is at a crossroad. And if this doesn't get fixed, it's going to destroy uh, athletics in college uh, all across different levels. He said, we need to do something, and there needs to be some publicity behind it. There needs to be at least an education at the committee level about what's going on. You know, what's going to happen to Title IX and all of this, and where's Division II sports and Division Three sports? He said, because if they do the California proposed bill this profit sharing with athletes on revenue producing sports is going to destroy the game. Uh, Brian Kelly, you care nothing about division two sports or division three sports. You don't care about title nine and equal access for women and women's sports. Stop it. You guys, the issue is y'all don't want to share the revenue. And if you have to start sharing the revenue is going to cut into your dollars, your bottom line. Now, these big, I mean, should LSU care is Vanderbilt <laughs> is not able to control its NIL and they fall out of the SEC? No. Does Alabama care is South Carolina is not able to manage their NIL and they can't compete with them? No. 
Stop with this, all this righteous BS that you guys are, are, are trying to protect and save sports. You're not. You're trying to save yourselves from cutting a check to these players and giving them the rightful money that they should get. You're making billions off of TV deals alone, but you're not willing to share the bread. And so I, as Calvin and I, we've been big supporters of NIL and the breakdown of all this and paying the players. I, I like NIL, but I really think you should start sharing the revenue. And NIL is great if you're at a place where, you know, you can get your marketing up and you can go out and get a deal. But I think these guys should be coming into situations where the revenue is already there, that they're getting their slotted money out of what they're producing for these universities. Because a lot of times they're leaving with broken bodies, but no money. They're leaving with debt. They're leaving with a history of health issues after they've given their bodies to these universities. And so, come on, yo. These guys don't care about protecting college sports and what happens at the lower levels. All they're doing is protecting their pockets. I completely agree. Um, and, and they're also afraid that these teams, because players are going to certain teams for NIL money, they're also afraid that these teams will start leveling it out. Uh, Nick Saban mm -hmm. and Alabama, as you can see already, they won't be the dominant force. LSU won't be the dominant force. The SEC won't be the dominant division in college football. So it's a, it's about their pockets. It's hurting their pockets. Yeah. And Brian Kelly with his old, come on down here to LSU, baby. Yeah, we ain't thinking about you, sir. We're not thinking about you. Just... That boy, he, he turned like he was right out to buy you. Exactly. And Nick Saban ain't going to tell me that they didn't have boosters feeding these kids monies all them years that they were on the top. So come on. I'm with you. Come yeah. on, y'all. Stop. Yeah, stop. Stop it. Stop it. Okay, so I had a, a couple that I wanted to talk about, but it's only one that stuck out to me. So sometime this week, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I don't remember the names or the college, but there was this college hockey team, all-female college hockey team. And the husband of one of, of the college hockey <laughs> team coach, who's also I read this. a professor at the college, was caught this. cheating with one of the girls, I'm sorry, not hockey, bowling, bowling. With, caught cheating with one of the girls on the bowling team. First of all, first of all, I didn't know bowling, a female bowling team, was even a college sport to begin with. Let's start there. Yeah, man. <laughs> Who knew? I didn't even know. But yeah. the husband the pro and the professor at the college of the coach of the college bowling team was caught by the coach, his wife, cheating with one of the bowlers. Do you even call them players? You don't even call them players. Like, you call them players anyway. You call them yeah, bowlers. bowlers. <laughs> but it gets better. So that's just bad enough in itself. But the dude was like, I mean, I don't really think it's illegal, is it? There's no, there's no law, no rule against it, sir. <laughs> You should not be, first of all, if you're a professor, you should not be messing with one of your students. Furthermore, cheating on your wife with one of the students that's under her care on the bowling squad. Do they even call it a bowling team, squad, whatever they call it? And bowling he's, team. He's, he's cheating. And, and he's just, then he's like, well, 
you know, she saw the one text message and then was looking at the rest of them. She pressed. He basically was sick of her. He was basically sick of his wife. It was like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I did that shit. Like, what? I mean, and <laughs> then like the audacity, like, sir, I want to go where he went to buy all of his audacity because my man did not give a fuck and then interviewed about it. Like the only reason we know about this is because you volunteered the interview. Uh, Bowling, who knew Bowling was spicy like that? <laughs> spicy, them lanes is spicy. The multi, the multicolored shoes is spicy. <laughs> There was an article written, and the article said, spare bowling team causes a husband and wife split. Sir, you gave them a headline that they just went with. Like, it doesn't get much better than that. You know, there used to be a, a show called The Lighter Side of Sports. This is The Lighter yes, Side of Sports. I remember that. Now, granted... I know the wife, it's not lighter for her. She's probably devastated and everything. But from also from all accounts, she's the breadwinner. She's taking care of him. Where is where is this store? Where's my phone? I need to Google this store that has all of this audacity because I need some of that. Come on, yo. Come on, yo. <laughs> now you ain't got no place to live. You can't live with the bowling girl because she, she is in the dorm. Well, you ain't got no place to live. You quit the job because you ain't want to get fired. And another thing, everybody, please get fired. Because when you quit, you can't get unemployment. Get fired. Take the walk. Let them embarrass you. Get fired. Stop quitting. <laughs> get fired. I don't care if you're trying to save face. You ain't got no money. Come on, yo. Like, everything about yo. this story is absolutely hilarious. Come on, right. yo. <laughs> You would not believe the amount of uh, professors that sleep with students. Though. No, I would. I actually would believe it because I know yeah. a couple of. Uh, <laughs> I know a couple of student. They were at the time student professors, which aren't much more older than the uh, students. No. <laughs> and this was at this was at our fame. What was back then? CCB. Um, oh Lord! Yeah, I know a couple that was sleeping. <laughs> they were doing with. it on the community college level. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be like, "Yo, Cal, you need to try to get you one of these little spots up here." <laughs> <laughs> they, they up here, son, and they giving yeah. it out. <laughs> Bro, ham, <laughs> man. Uh, when I was at Hampton, we I think <clears throat> one of our one of our professors was sleeping with one of the students. She was like his student aide or what have you. Oh, and she that was, was his the, aide, all right. Yeah, she was his aide. And that was the rumor that they was a, a item or they were a couple. And, you know, they're adults. And, you know, this guy, as a matter of fact, the husband, because I've read this story, he was also an assistant coach for the bowling team. So the wife was the head coach. He was the assistant coach, and he was mad at the wife because the wife was making him run the practices and all that other stuff. <laughs> so he I guess like, he well, showed you know, her. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm doing all the work. I'm going to show her I'm doing all the work. <laughs> he went in and, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Boy, uh, <laughs> speaking so just just speaking of, and this is illegal y'all so don't be doing this but you know how you see all these stories now of these high school teachers sleeping with these high school students some of these teachers be looking good as shit i mean like where were they when i was in high school that's in the show that's the wrong way to say it. when i was in high school where were you We'd like to thank you for listening to all things. I didn't have, I didn't have Miss Rodriguez with her little Latin Mexican mix look good looking Spanish. I had, I had Miss Miss Steiner who looked like a paper bag just wrinkled up. <laughs> just, what? This show was what? brought to you by Halal Brothers. And, and who told? Which one of your hating ass homeboys told on you? Like, bruh, she like might have had a friend. Listening. We could have been all up in the faculty lunchroom and everything. Who told? We like, we like to thank you. Yo, be careful. Be careful with friends you keep. Because some of your friends just be hating, y'all. YouTube. <laughs> Don't cut us off. Don't, please don't send us no notes. I'd like to thank Calvin, uh, these Halal Brothers. We'd like to thank everybody. This is the end of the show. Goodbye. i like to say that. <laughs> You're right. Miss Trinidad did not exist. Exactly. There was no Miss Trinidad. Exactly. <laughs> there was no Miss Yeah, you're right. You. It was kind of like, oh my god, this where this teacher come from? Exactly. But, Sometimes you be no. looking in, you be looking at him and be like, God damn, why she had to? I'm sure there were plenty of older guys that would have been like, Shorty, I'll take you out. Like, what the? What? Oh my goodness. Um. Anyway, so thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next week. Um. Disagree. <laughs> It was a great show. Another, another great show. Gone, it, gone down the drain. It went off the rails at the end, and I apologize for that. But I'm just saying, have you seen some of them? And then some Man. of them be getting pregnant. What? Hit the, hit the outro music. <laughs> hey, we'll definitely see y'all next week. Another great show. <laughs> you have views, been listening y'all. to Fanboys. And All Things Black with Garland and Calvin Production. Thank you for listening and make sure to rate and review Ms. this episode Trinidad. on all of your podcast platforms. Yo, watch, watch the friends that you keep though, I'm just saying. They hate you. Yeah.